You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, welcome to. Oh, it's very dark tonight. Are we uh, late or something? Later than what? Later than usual. I think it varies. I guess we're a little bit late. Okay, so it's Sunday, August the 17th, barely, almost Monday. It's after the show, episode 31, and today we're going to be reviewing the Sylvester Stallone movie, Rambo. Uh, oh, that must have been, you must have been watching your movie with somebody else. Oh, that's sorry. Not, that's not what I we're remember. Actually, we're actually reviewing <laughs> Did you Son. have a date with somebody else? We're actually reviewing the prequel, Son of Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's nothing to do with Rambo. Correct. Kind of. But uh, we're it's reviewing... everything to do with Rambo and nothing at all. We're reviewing the movie Son of Rambo. It's a 2007 release. It's it's not... I was going to say it's not got Sylvester Stallone in it, but it actually has. Just, yeah. It's uh, being released on DVD only. It's not a Blu-ray release this week. It's just a DVD release. On Tuesday, August the 26th. And what's very interesting about this DVD is in North America... It's already been released in Britain some months ago. But in North America, you can only buy this DVD in Best Buy. Nowhere else. You can't... As far as I know, you actually can't even rent it here in Blockbuster. It's Best Buy only. So Mm -hmm. purchase Best Buy if you want this movie. And it's from our friends at Paramount. And it sits out with the uh, synopsis of this movie. Okay, first of all, it's Son of Rambo, which is spelled R-A-M-B-O-W. So if you're actually looking it up or whatever, don't be looking up Son of Rambo. Oh. Yeah, and if you're looking it up, you can only look it up at Best Buy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I agree with that plan, but whatever. Uh, The plot is, or the plan, the, what am I giving you? Oh, synopsis. Synopsis is um, two young boys kind of live in completely separate types of life. One on his own in a wealthy thing with his parents have kind of abandoned he and his older brother, so he's turned out to be kind of a little shit. The other one being raised in, I forget what they called it. Boarding school. No, no, that's the other one. Public school. No, that's the other one. I'm talking about the kid who's being raised in the religious thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a cult. It's not a cult. That isn't fairy scully. That isn't a nice thing. Someone out there might be in that. It's not a cult. It's Brother, brethren, some brethren, brethren, religion thing. Religious where cult. they can't watch TV and it's very strict and all that kind of stuff. And it's the story of them coming together through this. Uh, the rowdy kid wants to make a movie, his own movie, to submit to the BBC for some kind of competition, and they sort of stumble across each other. And it's about you know becoming friends and hard times and. Kind of quirky coming of age. Yeah, boys growing up in an, on an English summertime kind of. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it's been done before, but this of one's course. quite a unique. Spin in on. fact, my recommendation for the week. Two yeah. recommendations. Yeah, I for can the think week. of some too. I have two, so I'm going to say mine first. Goonies, the Goonies, because it's a fantastic adventure can kid I, movie. Uh, and <laughs> can I guess what the next one is? Sure. Stand by. (laughs) No, that's not it. (laughs) Yes, of course. I mean, they're brilliant, though. Very similar to... um, Not not similar similar at all. But the message. Yeah, the idea of being an 11, 12-year-old boy, generally, is what we're talking about here. And 
you know, you're getting over that hump from being a little kid to pushing into those years where everything kind of sucks as a teenager and... And you how your friendship friends. is important. Yes, how you forge friendships. Now, I'm, I wasn't a boy when I was 11. I was. So I'm not sure. I, I can only relive these. I can only live these things through movies. I actually did. So have you ever gone on an adventure for a lost pirate ship or found a dead body on a train track or, in this case, made a movie about a Rambo? All of the above. Oh, wow. So these are very accurate. Yes. I see. No, I am um, actually... I must say that I did watch Rambo on VHS when I was about 11 <laughs> years old and probably did play in the garden with a thing tied around my head more than my dad's ties or something I would say it was it's a very influential movie on little boys really? even though it shouldn't be <laughs> you know because it's like I try oh. to be very forward thinking and not the type like oh you know men are a certain type and women but I actually believe that in my old age now that it's true. men respond to different kinds of things now, I can watch Rambo or Predator or something like that, and I really like it, but I don't. it doesn't get in my head like, <laughs> you know, like, and I just... It's definitely, yeah, even, even movies like The Fast and the Furious, it just taps into a man's thing <laughs> of, like, cars and women and, you know, there is definitely movies that tap into guy things. Right, and then this this movie, Son of Rambo, or other ones like it, where you're just the innocent little 11, 12-year-old kid. What happens between there and now that, like, screws you up? <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly, interesting in this movie, the kid who's not allowed to watch TV or, or anything, he gets kind of... Are we going into the story now? Yes. Because that's how it kind of begins. Okay, let's move into the story. Okay, okay so... This kid who has never watched TV because he's in this brother brethren. What what's the brethren the equivalent of? It's like a what they called them. Um, it's like a really severe version of, like say the Amish. Amish or That's what I was Mormons. Thinking. Not Mormons so much because they're not they're it's not like that a simpler secluded. way of life. Yes, and commit yourself to the Lord. Not to other things. Right. And we have to say that from the very moment you meet the young kid who's in this brethren thing. You know immediately he's doodling constantly. His whole Bible is covered with colorful doodles and characters, and he makes the little animations he's, on the corner of his notebook. He's got imagination. Yes, his imagination is there, and it's fertile, and that's without having ever seen television or anything like that. So we know there's something percolating there. So one, so I won't say why or anything, but due to some circumstances, he ends up having to sit through... <laughs> a pirated copy of Rambo at this and this is you know as far as we can tell of this character he's never seen anything so imagine how that would influence you yeah if that's the completely. first thing you've ever seen so and he, he believes in everything he thinks it's amazing and he goes off and wants to be the son of Rambo yeah, is, yeah he makes that up on his own he's the son of Rambo and in his mind his in his mind there's a movie to be made of he rescuing his yes rescuing, rescuing Rambo <laughs> It's really good. Yeah. So, you know, it's got some interesting... You know, it's not what you... See, I I didn't know what to think of what it was going to be. And what it was, was something really unique, I thought. There was some... Even though we just mentioned there was movies like it, there was a really unique... Kind of like to Bridge to Terabithia, where... Yeah, similar to that, Yeah, too. the... You're... I don't even know what to expect. You know, as an adult, we didn't have any kids watching it with us or anything. I didn't know what to expect at all. And you get this sort of... Obviously, it's written by an adult. 
Yeah, it's, it's performed by kids, and yet it does tap into like a real kid thing that you have, but with a mature. I think look at it because it like they said, like the director said that it, you know, it's like a movie with kids in it, but for adults. Yeah, and I agree with that because as a kid, a lot of the things. Also, it's set in the eighties. Let's say that. No, oh, yeah, er, early eighties. I think so. One of the things is, as somebody our age, we relate to a lot of it, especially the fashions and the. And being a kid then, there was a lot of things to me where I was like, oh, no way. It was absolutely perfect in some respects. The clothes <laughs> yeah. that his brother wore, the Lyle and Scott um, polo necks and the Pringle sweaters, oh, my God, everybody <laughs> wore them. Like, it's like an English thing, I guess. But that was, like, the fashion. Like, Farrah pants and these Lyle and Scott sweaters, like, golfing sweaters. It was just like a... Everybody had one on. So they'd got all these things perfect, so it felt like... The 80s are easy to replicate, though. I mean, let's be honest. Now, I was raised in a middle America in a tiny town. So my experience of the 80s, while I get sort of... I got, obviously, was exposed to all the music and the culture of it, but it wasn't the same. So I probably had the different... See, that was identical to our school. Because you know when there's one scene in the movie where they get into the fifth farmer's common room, which... As a kid, when you're a first year or a second year in a British school, the fifth farmer's common room is like holy ground. Nobody goes there. Is that what that was? I had no clue what they were yeah, well, doing. When you're fifth farmers. I had no idea what that was, where they went in when there was like a party. When you're fifth farmers, there you have a common room. Nobody else does in the school. It's somewhere where they can go and, you know, play pool. And, oh, and, okay. And, and when you're in the common room, generally in school, as a kid in the 80s... You don't have to wear a school uniform, so you can express yourself by wearing your stuff, you know. And that's exactly... These little kids get the chance to go in the fifth farmer's common room at one point. And that's... It's totally Because there's like a bouncer kid at the door, and yeah. they won't let him it's in. It's exactly like And they're in there smelling like... Remember, you might not Poppers. Have, uh, it was called poppers. Well, here they were uh, space... No, um... Oh, God, what was it called? Pop rocks is what we call them. The... <laughs> oh, right, but you know when he said you want to smell something? That's yeah. called poppers. It's, oh. it's kind of like a, it's, I, don't, I don't actually know what it was, but I've smelled it. Looked it looked like a cork. I've smel- well, it, it kind of is, but it's impregnated with something. Right. And but it, they also said the tip was also covered with... Like, oh. It gives you a Like a... Oh. Yeah, so... Well, I don't know about it, that. I don't know where it came from or whatever, but I remember it. I remember a lot of people having it. But they also had a tape. The table was covered with all those erasers, and there was a big thing of stickers and erasers being smelly then, and the girls were sitting there like... Yeah. Sniffing the erasers and the stickers. And stick on tattoos. <laughs> yeah, the lick, lick it Everything stick was it. all, you know, on pop rocks. Space dust, we used to call it. But um, they'd Were nailed. They? Yeah. They'd nailed all that stuff because as soon as I saw all that, I was like, wow, that was exactly what it was like at school, you know, and that clothing was perfect. <laughs> it was. Especially when they showed the feet of everybody. So you see all the, like, the fishnet stockings and the Madonna. The, and, you know, and Susie and the Banshees okay. looking people. Outfit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it was a good, so with it being set in the 80s, it appeals to De- our age. Definitely. Um, kids, I don't know. Like, kids haven't seen the film Rambo probably nowadays, have they? You know, it's a bit going back a bit for kids. Yeah, and it doesn't. I mean, there was like a new Rambo. or anything. It's not one of those that you like, you know. I've got to see Rambo because it's so. Something. I mean, Rambo was really good. What would be the equivalent now, do you reckon? Well, there was just a new Rambo, wasn't there, recently? Yeah, but I mean, 
Is there anything like that now? That when Rambo hit, it was the first of its kind, really, really. I mean, you had Chuck Norris and stuff, right? But, I mean, Rambo was... Yeah, there was nothing quite as... Well, there had been. You know, there'd obviously been stuff like Apocalypse Now and stuff. But during that period in the 80s, that Rambo hit, it, it did capture something, didn't it? And, um... You know, it went Blood, on to spawn, violence. And, it, and it went on to spawn a bunch of sequels and a new version now. Yeah. Like, so, um, but I don't think kids of today would even know it. Be flinched or flinch at it, even. Or it's, I don't it's, know though. It, it's pretty basic. Because this movie's a lot of nostalgia. I've not seen the movie Rambo for a long time. Yet the scenes that they were copying, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that scene. You know, so right, it's I definitely don't sticks any of in it. your head, like the movie and the. One of the kids was the colonel from Rambo, yeah. and it, it was colonel spot Troutman. on. Yeah, it's spot on with the coat and everything, <laughs> and the beret. Like it was really so. Yeah, we don't. I don't. Well, it's not really a lot to spoil in this movie. Is no, it? but you don't really want to unfold it all. Basically, they're they're on a mission to make this movie, and they're basing it on Son of Rambo, which is him wanting his character wanting to rescue Rambo from being captured, and through that. Their for the friendship we it review we re- get to see things about their home life and yeah exactly and you know at first the kids well what the more rambunctious kid appears to be a little ass doesn't mm-hmm. he you know and you think oh why, how am I going to like this kid because he's just a tool like you know you feel like he's going to be a bully a bully exactly and even though it's not shown that he has been a bully he probably. You know, it's he's done all. He's bad, isn't he? He's a bad um, kid. I think he seems like the kind of kid who's just always off on his own and doing, you know, getting in trouble, but not really involving himself with other kids. He's the so kid much. who gets thrown out of class every yeah. day and he has to stand in the hallway. In fact, that's how meet, he meets. The way we meet him is that he's sitting in a movie theater with his big VHS video camera, m- videotaping doing Rambo. Some pirating. Yeah, <laughs> and smoking. <laughs> And he probably shouldn't be. Rambo, in those days, would have been an ex-certificate. You know, because... So he, there's something else he's done. He's not just doing that. He snuck yeah. into the fair. There's no way he would have been watching that movie in England in the 80s, you know. So, yeah, he's a bad kid. He's up to no good. But there's always a there's reason always a behind. Reason, yep. Yeah. So I think that you'll learn to love them. Oh, yeah root for them like you were like I mean it's not like you said it's not like an original thing it's not the first time we're introduced to people who we have to then get endeared to or you, you think you're going to feel sorry for him but he turns out to be the bravest one or whatever but it's just it's done really well there's no corniness about it or over sentimentality it's very straightforward like with the mother Dealing with her situation with, you know, a new man kind of sniffing around and how the actress will talk to them about them later. But it's subtle. Like, the adults' lives are kind of peripheral and yet you totally get what's going on and why these kids have their own little issues going on. And this is a very British movie as well, we must add. Mm-hmm. It's, um... I don't know. I'm trying to think of the reason behind why it's only available at Best Buy here in the US. I don't. I don't. I wasn't. It's unfortunate because that's really limiting. Yeah. Now. Does that mean you can get it on BestBuy.com as well? Yes, you can. But 
Not that this is a commercial for Best Buy, but that's the only option they're giving yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in fact, I don't recommend Best Buy in any shape or form myself because they're always a bit too expensive for me. And this week when I was putting together the template so you could write the review for this movie, we have a little section where we where you can click to go and buy it. And instead of putting a link to Best Buy, I actually didn't put anything. I agree with that, yeah. We're telling you you can get it from Best Buy. <laughs> And and I, if that is the only way you can see it, it's a good idea to I, yeah. go and pick it up at Best Buy. I mean, they don't have online rental or anything. Do no, they? they don't. And it's a shame um, that something like this will definitely get buried. Yeah. Because, I mean, the only people who are going to see it are the ones who turn up at Best Buy and who see listen it, to this podcast and see it in the <laughs> well, yeah and and see it in the new releases on Tuesday maybe and go oh I don't know what this one is and maybe like it but then it'll just get buried won't it yeah so I don't get that there must be a reason in England it was a real popular movie and it did really well and it's done it's been on the uh, film circuits here too like Sundance and stuff so I guess it's very independent it's not a big budget movie or anything it's on the Paramount Vantage label so I guess that's why I don't maybe there isn't a massive market for a movie like this in the US yeah but then why limit it well, While I'm in it even more. I'm know? happy that they actually brought it in any shape or form because yeah. if you had to import it from Britain, then it, it would have been lost completely. Nobody would have seen it. So, I. Well, we'll move on to the cast because okay. I don't. I think we've. Uh, yeah. The movie's excep- exceptionally good. I loved it. Yeah, it's really good. That's my bottom line. <laughs> really well made. In a cheap. It's really cheap. It's not I mean, over sentimental. It's a low budget movie. It almost feels like an indie movie, but. Like a really low budget movie, but it's not, is it at all? No, it's yeah. solid. Very good. Very well made. Everybody's excellent. Everybody. Yeah, and you, there's a couple of faces you'll recognise, but not many. It's mainly newcomers and kids. The who, cheap, the know. cheap talent. Yeah, <laughs> kids that have never done anything before. Yep. Um, so moving on to the cast, uh, Will, how do you say it? Poulter. Don't know. I think he's Will Poulter. Is Lee Carter. So what did you think of Will Poulter? I thought he was excellent. I think he's... I think he... I like him. He puts me in the mind of, and I don't like to compare people, but it's almost it's almost impossible not to see or feel this, the connection between him and a young River Phoenix. I mean, come on. Did you have, He seems like an adult in a kid body. Did you have a comic book called Dennis the Menace? Of course. Like, uh, is it the same as our comic book? I don't know. Like a, he wears a stripy jumper and spiky black hair, and he's kind of a bullyish no. kind of kid. No, no, not at all. And Dennis he has a dog. And he little... has a dog called Nasha. No, not at all. No. He was a blonde little kid who was just into mischief all the time, like innocently into mischief. Okay, well, Dennis the Menace, English style. Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace and Nasha is actually called. He reminds me of that character. It's kind of like you say at the beginning. You, th- I thought this kid's a bully. Like he's gonna be a bully. He didn't turn out to be a bully, but he had the vibe of that. He's like a real lad as well. Like, a timeless, He's just a tough, rough, tough... He's had a tough bringing up, so it But not up. really, is he? He's rich. It's just that his parents aren't around. Yeah, he's not paid attention to, is Right, he? exactly. So he has to find his own sources. Being raised by his teenage brother, kind of, who's a dick. But I really liked him. I thought, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, him... I liked him more than the other kid. I think I liked him equally. But the other kid is, let me get the other kid's name, Bill Milner. Yep. As Will Proudfoot. Now, he's like the skinny, gangly, (laughs) 
brethren yeah, raised. Yeah, the kid who's been kid. sheltered, yeah. but has the imagination that needs to be cut loose. And, and I like how he calls him well, um, Lee Carter. I like yeah, how he... Yeah, he always... <laughs> Are you alright, Lee Carter? He always yeah. calls him by his own name. We've seen that in other movies, too, and I just find that really yeah, funny. It's really funny. So, um... He's fantastic, because he's... He goes off on like crazy when he when he when he decides know. he's going to be the son of Rambo. He <laughs> yeah. does it wholeheartedly, doesn't he? Oh, totally. He's totally in it. Well, yeah. He even throws himself in the lake and can't swim, can't but he doesn't care. And he puts the his tie on his head for his little head bandana, and he does like the karate chops all the time. And he's real skinny and like I thought he was really good. And these are two kids that haven't acted before, right. according to the director. Well, the one the one was in drama yeah. class, but so we're all in. I was in drama class, and I never. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just part of English school, so it doesn't mean necessarily he was a professional actor. But he seems like a performer when you he hear does, him in the behind the scenes thing. Yeah. Well, but a naive. They, they seem very like they don't know. They don't understand how films work, you know. And the director was saying, oh, you know, you had to explain this. So. I thought know, they did. You could I tell they were, they were really good. Times, but yeah, they did well. I'm sure they did a lot of takes. I'm sure there's a lot of outtakes, which, <laughs> even though the DVD doesn't include them. Um, we've got Jessica Hines as Mary Proudfoot. I love her. Now, Jessica Hines is one of Simon Pegg's compadres. <laughs> <laughs> She's from Spaced, if you've seen the TV show Spaced. She's from Shaun of the Dead. She's the girlfriend from Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. She's also been in Doctor Who a couple times. Yeah, now, in this movie... There's, it's not a whimsical role, uh, her role. No. Her role's the most drama of the whole thing, really. Because she's a mother who's lost a husband. And, see, I, I was unclear on this, but do you think... I don't know if it was... I, I missed it or whatever. But was she really just before the husband died? or did Yes, did because it she turn... said when she was a girl and she bought her turntable... Oh, yeah, she they did. They came and yeah, burned yeah, it because she was... So she'd been raised in it, she was married in it, their whole yeah. life was about this brother So the husband thing. died, and she is, you know, this religious, you know... She's just left with her kids and her mother, or and, maybe her mother-in-law, I don't know, and, and now she, the brethren's trying to kind of stick their fingers in, and this dude's trying to worm his way in there. Reminds me a bit, reminded me a little bit of that, uh, uh, Big <laughs> Love on HBO, the, um... Eh, they don't have multiple wives. No, I'm not. Ta- I'm not saying that. But the way they work with yeah. the, with the Roman guy and the you know like kind of like a little like trying Suffocating to control everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's being controlled, and it's that's the most dramatic part. She's trying to keep her son in line, who's decided he's you know he wants to be good and be in the brethren and stuff, but he also wants to exercise. You know, yeah, and at the same time, you get the feeling she's also questioning. Whether why this is for her, yeah. why is she holding her kids back from being... But it's not obvious. Kids? It's all very subtle, it's and good. it's all done just so beautifully. there is a dramatic side to this movie, which is that mainly that plot line. But it doesn't veer off into drama a lot. It's, oh, no, more, no. it's more light-hearted most of the time, isn't it? And it all supports everything else that you see, and, you know... So I think it. I think she particularly... Because she's young, she's a young actress, and yet in this movie, because of her, like, she's got two children and the, you know, husband's gone, and so you're kind of, you you see the youth and, like, she needs to not be so suffocated, and yet she's trying really hard to hold it all together, and I just think she particularly did a good job. And then you've got Jules Citruc as Dida Reval, (laughs) and in brackets, French. That's the French. So... 
So during this movie, there's a French exchange program for the <laughs> school, and this kid comes. He's you kind you well you think he's the he's the cool kid, like like overly cool. What does yeah. he say when he gets off the bus? Bonjour England. Yeah, <laughs> and he's Bonjour he's just, England. He's just he's odd in his way. I wasn't from a small town, so that kid doesn't look cool to me. He looks no. like a kid from an old eighties music video with the red spiky boots, which he is. And he's uh, he's, he's being the cool guy in the eighties, like following all the bands. Yes, and, he's bringing that yeah punky slash eighty music video look to this all uniformed school. Yeah, exactly. And everybody's so everybody's, drops when he so gets everybody's off the bus. enamored by him, yeah. following him around. Exactly, and, and he's really good. He was good. That character is just interesting. Um, it's not 100% necessary. to The kids, if you think about it, the kids are fine on their own, they, but he, he kind of interjects himself into no, that. No, I think movie. it is necessary because you get well, yeah, this, the option. You know, you have to see the little, the religious kid, you know, at some point he gets a little too, he goes a little too far with his fascination with all these things he's really not used to and this French kid is kind of represents that you know like do you remember the famous flying dog sequence in Rambo <laughs> no I don't no but Maybe. this one has one yeah it does a flying dog sequence flying dog um so then we've also got I just wanted to point out Eric Sykes who is a can you uh, just turn them bubbles off please oh sure we have some bubbles, screen, a bubble, bubble screensaver that, yeah, we have a screensaver that puts bubbles all over the screen that makes it really confusing when you try. We to have make. it like like no one else has that. It's, the, it's built into Vista, <laughs> yeah. I guess. It's uh, the Vista one. So no, we got Eric Sykes, who I thought I thought he was dead. He's seven. I think I'm, I think I looked him up. He was seventy-seven, but I would have thought he was older than that. Anyway, Eric Sykes was a big actor on British TV in sitcoms and presenting shows during the 80s and 70s apparently um, but yeah he's in this movie it's not a big part briefly but it was like I was like wow in an old Eric, folks I home. think that's Eric Sykes and then I'm not sure because he's really old now but yeah it was fun because they rescue him don't they at one point kinda <laughs> not really but kinda and then there's Anna Wing talking of old people <laughs> Now, the reason there are old people in this movie is because the kid who's rowdy, the, his mother married a guy who owns an old folks home, and that's where they live in the back in this house, uh, part of a big mansion kind of place, a state that is an old folks home. And Anna Wing, who was, I forget her name, Mo? Not Mo. Flo? Mo? Joe? Lou. Oh. Lou Beale. Lou, Lou Beale from EastEnders, which Correct. is Pauline Fowler's mother. Um, She. Is she Pauline Fowler's mother? Or is she she'd Arthur be, F- No, she'd be Pauline's mother. Pauline, she, is she Pauline Beale? Who cares? She, no, because she married Arthur Beale. She married Arthur Fowler. So how she... That's right then, because... She's Pauline's mother then, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Families are I need my I need me. my EastEnders book. Nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> we're just going off into EastEnders. Uh, I, guess, I guess we're still... Somebody about, might watch it. Okay, so yeah, she... Anyway, she was on EastEnders... For a few years, I thought she was on it for about ten years, but apparently it was only three. Yeah. But um, she's old. And she was old then, and she's. Really she was old then, and she's really. She doesn't old say now. anything this time. But. No, she dribbles sometimes. Yeah. Uh, 
I can't say if she's good or bad, but <laughs> just, just, she's, just she's, she is her. And it's nice to see people like that. Uh, and Neil... Who aren't dead. Yes. <laughs> so Eric Sykes and Anna Wing, they both, they both still They're exist. They're both alive, at least when this movie was made. And then there's Neil Dudgeon as Brother Joshua, which is an interesting... Uh, Isn't he from that show with the male people? Yes, he is. Yes, exactly. he's the one whose wife is in the accident. Sacked. Was it called Sacked or... No, I don't remember. Yeah, anyway, there's a British, British there's show. a British drama show about mail carriers, and he was one of the mail carriers. Yeah, that's him. He was like a shit. And he was a shit in this, too. Yeah. Um, he was a brethren. Yeah. Wanted to get this kid back under their uh, tight reins. And he was it's really just good. so creepy. I thought that. he played a good... I hate belonging to anything, so when I see that, and I know that exists in the world... Oh, it totally does. It just freak. It just is the creepiest thing. It's like you have no, you do not own your life, and it's fact, absolutely horrible. We watch uh, we watch the Australian version of Big Brother, and remember one mm. of the guys on there was raised in a cult and escaped from one, and t- talked about it. Yeah. So yeah, there are people who get trapped in it, like for because he many said years. until he was nineteen, he had never watched TV or movies or danced or listened to music or anything. And then he escaped and just lived it up. Yeah, what's the brother. point of that? <laughs> Do you actually freaking believe that some big, massive owner of the whole universe is looking down on you, little piddly nothing, and because you're not eating a certain Because you're habit, watching TV, he's going to yeah, tell you Yeah, because up. you're not watching TV and because you're wearing a scarf on your head and working hard all day and then sitting down and praying and doing nothing else and no other stimulation. What, is that, what does that exactly mean? Hold on a second here. Now, me and you... We watch a lot of movies and TV. <laughs> we, uh, you know, d- dick around on computers. We, you know, do stuff like that. We're probably going to get struck down. Probably. For saying that. Oh, very possibly. Uh, so, <laughs> we might have to have I a, don't think so. Keep an eye on top of your head is all I can say. Okay, so, moving on to the director, which is... Garth something. Garth Jennings. And he's... A director who directed Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I also liked. The most recent one. It was the another one? Yep. It was a TV show. I've been told there was. Was the actual movie? I believe so. So I remember the TV show on the BBC, but I don't remember another movie of it. Anyway, the most recent Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The one with the guy out of the office. <laughs> the British office. Yeah. And was was Def Moss in that one as well? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. Are you making fun of me again? Yes. Oh. Uh, anyway, this guy has made uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and he's also made a lot of music videos before that, uh, specifically the band's Pulp, which I really like, Jarvis Cocker's band, and R.E.M. I'm sorry, Jarvis Cocker? Yep. Okay, I'm just saying. You know, I want to live like common people. Yeah. And uh, R.E.M. That was good. I know. Oh, sing a little R.E.M., won't you? Uh, everybody hurts. Nice. It's the only one I know. Uh, anyway, he did music videos for them people. I like what he did. I liked Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and I like this one too. Very different. Very different, but that's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I like directors who have a little bit of variety. In and I actually kind of like the director. We'll talk about it in a minute in the extras. But I actually kind of like his how he is. I like his. You like little him as, setup. A, as a human. No, his little setup, which we'll talk about oh, in right. a second. Um, <laughs> you like him as a human? Yes. He so, seems all right. So extras on this DVD, and not there's not a lot. In fact, it's a very uh, you might call this a bare bones package. Because uh, look at this. 
How much anything. is this no, DVD, Mr. A. Scully? It's probably about $20. No, I want to know specifically. $20. Okay, so <laughs> uh, you get you just get a DVD. That's it. Yeah, there's no pamphlet. There's no little paper insert. No. There's nothing. I don't think Paramount spent In much fact, on the promotion. In fact, it's the kind of DVD that you could probably get your own DVD burner to burn into that, you know, and etch it. It looks like that. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> like it's like when when Paramount sent, you know, get a budget to make a DVD put the movie on the DVD, press the DVD, make the cover, all that kind of stuff. I think this is like the low... Well, you know when they send it yeah. to the duplication factory and say they say to you, what kind of label do you want? Do you want the nice, posh, colourful label or do you want the silver lettering? They got the silver lettering on this one. Yeah, like I said, you can get your own DVD burner <laughs> that will burn, that will etch the top of your DVD like that. But right? we're not endorsing burning your own DVDs. No, I'm just saying it's not a fancy package. Um... Anyway, you get a, get some extras, but it's not comprehensive. It's this is no special edition. Let me see that. Oh, it's even got those little clippy things on the side yeah, of the box. Yeah, this is this is that's we can't steal it in Best Buy. This is um, <laughs> this is no special edition or anything. It's sh- it's to the point. The movie and a couple of extras. You get a commentary by the director, the producer, and the cast. You get Gareth Jennings, Aaron. The original short film that inspired Son of Rambo, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It's very rough. Yeah, it's funny. But it's actually a movie, a home movie that he made in the 80s. I think it's amazing when a kid, he looked like he was a young preteen or barely teenager, making a movie where there's like espionage and someone's getting kidnapped and they catch something on fire. And It's like the movie in this in. movie. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Like- yeah, totally. I just think that's fascinating. I wasn't that motivated when I was a kid. No, but I did. You know do, what I mean? I did do some of that. It drew a lot of pictures, but it wasn't really... And then there's the making of The Son of Rambo, which is kind of... It's about 30 minute long. And it's the director, the producer, and the two main kids sat at a table discussing the movie. And it's I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Uh, it also gives you a quick tour around their studio. What, is, what are they called again? The uh... G&J? No, that was his... Yeah, something like that. G&J Productions. Because that's what his original little movie was called. Yeah, anyway, they... Hammer and Tongs. Hammer and Tongs. They have their own production company called Hammer and Tongs, and it's in London, I was assuming. It didn't really say. It looks mm-hmm. like London. Um, but they, the whole the production studio is two old English barges, like the small barges that go down the canal. Yeah, small. They're not even big. No, they're the, the, the ones that... They're the main ones you see, and they used to... They used to carry coal and stuff up and down right. the canals, but like now they're used as pleasure. You know, people go on them. But anyway, there's two of them, kind of docked, and they're converted so they don't rock around. Like you said, they've got concrete on the bottom. But their offices are in two barges. Yeah, and that's it. They, they have a edit, room. Yep. record sound, everything in these two barges. Do their special effects. On, they just showed like a PC with two monitors and a keyboard, and that, that's it. That's so where we, we edited do our the whole film there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the movie has some special effects, like... Just sort of added on with the childlike drawings yeah. and stuff, but that's where they do it all on those. And barges. I really thought that that is an inspiration for oh, filmmakers, if anything, you know, love that because that is. That means we could do it right here. I know, yeah, and you see those. They got those two badges, and they've got a couple of computers, and they've got ideas, and they do it from there, right? And you're thinking like a film like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, that came from them people. Oh, I mean, did it. Well, obviously, it was from Hammer and Tongs, but, but obviously they probably didn't do all of that one because <laughs> yeah. they had a lot of CG and stuff, but it shows you what you can do. Like, I mean, they don't... You see Pixar and they have exactly. a Exactly, that's what I think. Or you know, Walt Disney Studios yeah, and stuff. It's a whole different... You don't need all that. 
Yeah, and that that was what I was saying about the director. I admired his the company and bubbles one more time. The company (laughs) and the way it was set up. Um, And then for the last special feature, and more. What was that? It just said and more. And the only other thing was uh, trailers for other movies. So I'm guessing that is counted. Oh, on the box it says and more. That's to entice you. Yeah. So that's the whole package. Um, even though it's light on stuff, it's a DVD and not a Blu-ray. I can understand that because it costs more to make a Blu-ray. It's actually looked fine on DVD. Oh, totally. Um, I don't think Blu-ray is necessary even in the slightest amount in this movie because the idea was the kids make it a movie on their own. It's not yeah, going to so, look perfect. So like, like you know, a, a, a big percentage of it was actually through his VHS recorder, exactly. which looked, you know, it, it looked perfect. It looks how VHS recorder looks. Um, film for me, I really enjoyed it. I love British movies. It's very... I love the 80s. I love the music in this movie as well. I, want to add a, I mean, you can't really go wrong with, like, The Cure, Duran Duran. You know, same as Doomsday. When I was talking about Doomsday a few yep. weeks ago. It was part of what made the movie for me. And this always does, doesn't it? You know, 80s movie, music, you can't go wrong. Um, I like it. I loved it. Go to Best Buy. I guess. That, that's if, all you can do. If in the next few months they realize that's a bullshit idea and they shake loose and obviously let other people sell it or sell it online, wait for that if you can. I, I mean, don't think that's going to really happen. It's really good. Apparently that is, this is a... It's this, like a flagship kind of thing. The US distribution, distribute, what do you call it? Distribution deal is Best Buy gets it. Yeah, but if they sell like limited numbers when they could sell millions more, I mean, I don't get it. No, and I've never actually seen it happen before. I mean, How about this, is, this? I go to Best Buy, buy 20, and then I go sell them on eBay. Then fine. Because, yes, you could probably buy this movie on eBay. It's not. I mean, it's not going to be abs- in retail. Basically, on Tuesday, if you want to go out and buy it and you go in Walmart, it won't exist in there. And you stock. can't even rent it at Blockbuster? Nothing. Apparently not. That just seems like... No, I imagine it'll be on pay-per-view, though. And it will probably be on PlayStation, Movie Store, and 360 because Paramount both have a deal on both of those. So I, I'm I mean, sure there Paramount will be de- has a deal with Walmart too, but if and it will be a- on cable TV, um, eventually HBO and stuff. I mean, because it's Paramount, it will be. But as far as if you want to own the DVD, this is what you're going to have to do. In fact, when you look here, it, it's such a gimmick. When you look here on, on Amazon, and then there's the buy the movie. It's just a link to Best Buy. All I can say is if you do go to Best Buy, you know, be prepared. You can play a game at Best Buy. The onslaught of the people in the blue shirts. I was going to say, you could play our game. We have a game when we go in Best Buy. (laughs) If you go one way and I go the other, and then we meet up, because we usually do, you go off and look at some stuff, I go off and look. Then we meet up, and the one who's had the most people approach them (laughs) wins wins a prize. I would never know I could win something. That's because I always win. Because they seem to like me more. I'd be devious. I'd I'd lie, probably. If you just stand there for like five seconds. <laughs> if you stand seconds. there and not look around even. No, don't even look confused. Just stand there. <laughs> just stop for five seconds. <laughs> You're going to get asked, can I help you? It's like they're, they're, like, they're on fire. Like they, they pursue you sometimes. They follow you around. I've been in the DVD section and I'm looking. And a guy will come up and say, do you need any help? I'll say, no, I'm just looking. And then round the other side, another guy comes who's not... Yep. 
And he'll say, do you need any help? And I'll say, no, that guy's already passed me and I'm fine. I'm just looking. Trying to be a woman, buying a computer part, like a hard drive or something like yeah, that. Yeah, They think you're an idiot, yeah. first of all. <laughs> and whatever you say, I'm just going to grab this. And then when you go to that, they come and try to explain to you how that, no, though, that's not what you want. You know, fuck off. And I know what I want. And I don't need you, Mr. Smiley Happy, white teeth man, with your minimum wage salary, telling me what to buy. It just really irritates me. No. If I want something... I will ask you for help. Now, one of the things that puts me off going to retail is that I really like buying DVDs online because there's no hassle. I choose which one I want in my own time and then it comes, right? When I go in Best Buy, I usually get hassled. (laughs) Secondly, that guy at the door, when you first walk in and he's like, Hello! Hi, welcome to Best Buy. Now, if they think that's appealing to people, they're mistaken because I actually go out of my way to look at the floor so he Me doesn't... too! Oh my god, me too! Or look just totally, look, like, or... So I, I don't do have to deal with it. And I'm sure I haven't invented this idea, but fiddle with my phone as I'm walking yeah, in. Yeah, that's a good so one. So nobody talks to me, because I find... Now, you know, it's tragic, you know, our big... I'll, I'll say it's Walmart. They're remodeling our local Walmart, right? I don't go in there a lot. There are times at three in the morning when I do need something they have, right? So I'll go in there. Well, they're remodeling everything... And after, what, a year and a half, maybe two years of having the self-checkout, they're taking them all out. Hmm. Now, that is one of the good things about modern technology. When I go in a store, I don't ever have to speak to one human, ever. You get your stuff, you go to the self-checkout, you da-da-da-da, and you leave. And you're probably going to get a little high from the greeter and a little thank you from the lady who's manning. I can't be asked saying hello to people. Oh, it just drives me... And now they're taking them out. What is the deal? That sounds really... um... Sounds really bad. <laughs> I, oh no! I no. I the old guy who stands at the front of Walmart. I don't have. A, I don't give a crap if he says hello to me. I don't I, either. If he wasn't there, that no, would be I'm fine. No, I'm not rude to them because I mean they are. No, I'm not rude to friendly, them. but it is like I didn't come here to have a freaking conversation with you people. No. In fact, if I had my way, I'd have everyone rallied up and shot out of the store before I went in because it just creeps me out okay, all those so, people mulling around. So all you uh, stores, listen in. <laughs> We just want to be left alone when we shop in. Yeah, be friendly if I ask you a question. Yeah. Be helpful, but don't, like, suffocate us. It's ridiculous. And if I'm looking at DVDs, flipping through them, I'm not desperately trying to find something. I'm just (laughs) looking, like, you've got a big selection, so I'm having a look, you know? (laughs) I don't need to... Yeah, you know, maybe when they come up and they say can I help you say uh, have you got um, the doors on Blu-ray and uh, then they'll give it you and they go thanks and then they'll go away won't they just yeah. say something like that otherwise because I've had the ones where you go where they say do you need any help and I say no I'm just looking and then they go are you looking for anything in particular try and continue the conversation yes. I'm like I don't know what to say to that <laughs> um, no I'm just- I guess a, a good ploy would also be think of something that you know is in the farthest corner of the store you know you're going to stay where you are and say, yeah, you know what? I was thinking about those refrigerators you have on sale. Could you go check on or this model for me and, like, send them off on yeah. a wild goose chase? Or another one is they, they you're looking through the DVDs and they come up and say you're looking for anything in particular and you say, uh, Hot Cox number three. <laughs> Hot Cox volume three in, you know, Hot Cox and cum. And then they Only go, on Blu-ray. And then they'll go, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Anyway, uh, that's our rant on uh, Best Buy, and um, and that's why I'm so disappointed. They're only putting this lovely movie in that store. I mean, nothing wrong with the store. No, if no, you want to no. go and get it, that's where you get it from. They have loads of stuff. It's just that weird. But we have no affiliation with Best Buy. Let no. me just say that. Nothing. I think that's obvious. From yeah. <laughs> 
So I want everybody on Tuesday to go in, stand, stand there looking confused in the DVD department. When somebody comes up mm-hmm. and says, is there anything in particular you want? Say, yes, uh, do you have Hot Vaginas and Cocks Volume 3? Say that. <laughs> and see what happens. I'd like some emails of people who did that. You know? um, so that's Son of Rambo. It's got nothing to do with vaginas. It's Son of Rambo. <laughs> I say go and, go and grab one. On, uh, go and grab it. Because it's a real little gem that will be overlooked. You know? And if people don't grab it, then the, this guy who yeah, made exactly. this movie doesn't I think it'll be appear right, successful. But, but, but you know what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I mean, you should support small films, I think. Because we can all go and buy Dyad for... It doesn't matter, does it? They've already made the money before they put it out. Yeah. Like. But these kind of movies, you know... They need another badge to add on to their little, you know. <laughs> they need that to add to their armada. So that's uh, the DVD for this week. Thank you to Paramount and Paramount Vantage uh, for the DVD. Uh, moving on to the contest. Are you uh, hiccuping? Yes. That's, uh, that's great. You, you did the contest this time. Okay, the contest is for a one of two copies of My Sassy Girl, which is a movie with the about lo- me with the lovely Elijah Cuthbert from The Girl Next Door in it oh yeah it's a romantic it's a rom-com no, okay it's not really okay a, now with the a question. romantic drama whatever that is rom-drama a drama-rom a rom-a-dramedy <laughs> one of those um, a rom-a-dramedy <laughs> it's I don't know the question I don't abbreviate you made the question I made up the question and the question okay. is who is a character in the American version of The Office who Michael says to him, don't sass me, blank. And he is a man of color. He's an African-American accountant. And I think he's just about my favorite character in that show. And he's also very sassy. He's very sassy. So <laughs> his name. And you send an email to ascully at ascully.com. And in the subject line, you put, don't sass me. Correct. <laughs> because then, that's what Ace Gully wants to say to me all the time, but he doesn't have the nerve. Don't sass me, Sid Talk. <laughs> it's don't not going to work. Okay. Many have tried and many have failed. Moving on to games from last week, what I've been playing. I've been playing... You haven't seen this game, but I've been playing Space Siege PC. I now, it is the follow-up to Dungeon Siege and Dungeon Siege 2... Which is a... Do you remember those old games where... It's kind of a big leap there from the dungeon to outer space. Yeah, exactly. So he's taking it to space. Now, on a space station. Similar kind of Hmm. thing, but you're on a space station. Anyway, it's one of those games where it's top-down, like Diablo. You see a character, but you can zoom in. And you basically click enemies to kill them. You know that kind of game. Yeah. Click, 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 click. And then you power up your character and you get new weapons... RPG slash action. It's quite fun. It's a reaction. Sh- <laughs> it's a reaction movie. It's a, a rip, game. Rip <laughs> it's fun. It's the graphics are much improved, but it's pretty shallow. Like uh. I, know, I know everybody's looking forward to Diablo three, which is Blizzard World of Warcraft's World of Warcraft people's other big franchise, which is a. Um, what do you call it? A I don't know what that is. Top down dungeon, <laughs> click things. I'm and sure somebody's made up some. Anyway, the, everybody's for looking forward to that one. This is basically the same kind of thing, but in space. It's got a story to it. It's not that particularly that interesting. 
but it works quite well. The mechanics and the leveling up's quite interesting, and you get your character gets to bionic parts for his body eventually, so you can become really super powerful. Do you feel like you've kind of grown past that type of game? Whereas in years past, you could have been engulfed in it and wanted to finish it, and you'd play it for a couple months or whatever. But now you kind of like dabble in it, and then you're like, yeah, it's okay, but it's yeah, not I, that it doesn't intrigue you the same as the when you're in in the middle of something like Gears of War or Grand Theft no, Auto, where you it definitely is. It's never been my hundred um, percent cup of tea, anyway. But I want one like that, but in a restaurant. What like clicking the tables and making mm-hmm. them die? <laughs> no, there'll be no dying. There'll be no enemies except some bitchy food critics coming around Spaghetti. every once in a while, and some asshole chef that you hire and don't realize he's maniacal, and some jerky com- customers and stuff. But yeah, anyhow, Space Siege is <laughs> is I wouldn't highly recommend it, and it's definitely not worth the sixty dollars oh, or whatever dear. they're probably charging for it. Um, but it's kind of fun. And the other thing I've been doing this week is Burnout Paradise, which is the Burnout game on the 360, which came out at the beginning of this year. Now, Criterion, who make Burnout, have decided to spend the whole year making patches for the game instead of making a new game. So, these aren't just patches. They're adding whole new features to the game. And, best of all, they're free. So, the first patch, the Cagney patch, uh, has introduced some new game modes which are online which then there's a new patch it's not the lacy patch but another patch that's coming oh out. clever i think it's the bogard patch the next one and that one is going to introduce motorcycles into burnout for the first time which is interesting to me because how will motorcycles work in burnout is it burnout the one with the crashing yes why haven't you told me about this well i got this until in now. january or something until now does it have crashing? No. Oh, well, Remember, they took crashing out this time. Anyway, Burnout Paradise. It's old news. It's a game from February, maybe. It's an open-world game like Grand Theft Auto, but with cars, and there's missions, and there's races, and there's all kinds... Of... Anyway, it's a good, really good game to start with, but they're adding all this new mm. stuff. Now, it'll be interesting to see how bikes works in Burnout, to me. And the next thing they're adding after bikes, which sounds completely crazy but it isn't, because this is straight from the developer's website, is fighter jets oh, in dear. Burnout. Wow. Now, how will that work? I don't, I don't know, because we know Burnout is traditionally a racing game with crashing. There is still crashing in this game, but not quite the same as it used to be. But how, would, how will fighter jets work? I don't know, you always seem puzzled, but then, I mean, obviously... They I mean, it doesn't it seem... Out. To me, fighter jets doesn't seem... I mean, what's cool about Burnout Paradise is you're all playing online, eight, up to eight people. It's like a huge city. You drive around, you do things. In fact, they give you challenges like, can you all meet up on the beach and then take it in turns to jump over each other, over some ramps or something. So it's pretty cool. It's all focused right. on community. But yeah, they're adding all these patches. They're actually going to be adding day and night cycles as well. So it's not just daytime all the time. All this is for free. They took the whole year to do this. So I guess they added it onto the... At least they made cost. enough money the first couple of times. Or added it onto the development cost of this game, just to say, for a mm-hmm. year, well, we'll support this game. Now, it's impressive to me that they weren't not charging, because it's EA again, and I told you last week wow. that they gave us a free battlefield. I'm telling you, some women must have moved into some executive positions. And you <laughs> laugh, you laugh, and everyone else can laugh, but I bet you... 
That's what's happened. But anyway, the Burnout Paradise Cagney patch is free. It's on Xbox Live Marketplace. It's also on the PSN network if you've got a PS3 version. Uh, it's about 400 megabytes and it's free. You can just grab it now. It's fun. Uh, and then the other big piece of news this week I wanted to mention is uh, Will Wright's Spore has gone gold. So yeah. in two or three weeks, we'll be playing Spore on the PC. Uh, excited? I am. I'm, you know. If we, if you don't know, if you Will Wright's Spore, Will Wright is the creator of The Sims, which is, if you've not heard of The Sims, then I'm sure there's not many people who haven't heard of The Sims. <laughs> anyway, it's his new game. He's not done a game since The Sims and The Sims 2, so this is something to... It's not completely different, because it deals in creation and... You create something and it lives and it evolves and you go through... Cycles a life of cycle, something's yeah. life, which The Sims who also did. Um, and it looks interesting to me, and I'm looking forward to playing with it too. It looks like something you could... A time sink. Is that, is yeah. that how you... And it'll be out in two or three weeks. There's a $80 version, which is the collector's edition, which comes with... A lock of worldwide hair. <laughs> it comes with some of his pubic mane. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was uncalled for. Let me just... Cause this, in fact, now I don't want the game at all. Well, if there's it, pubic mane involved. It's limited to... I don't know. Why do you call it pubic mane? <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> Okay, just let me... I'll never look at Will Wright the same again. Just let me... Um, well, now he's actually bald because they've already... <laughs> all the packages have come... already been sorted. Anyway, it's the set, the 79... I wanted to mention this, but there's the 79.99 Spore Galactic Edition. And there's the 49.99 Straight Up Spore, right? Now, did they do that with The Sims? Was there a collector's Sims where it was a lot more money? Not originally... Because we bought it originally the same week it came out. But anyway, what's interesting about the Galactic Edition is it comes in this like really interesting um, fold-out with a yeah. bunch of discs, right? But what it comes with is... I just thought this was interesting. It comes with the Making of Spore DVD video, which is like a full, you know, hour and a half DVD of the making. It comes with the How to Build a Better Being DVD video by the National Geographic Channel. Hmm. So that's another DVD with... I don't know if that's actually related to Spore. It's just a documentary about... I don't know. Something else. Then there's the Art of Spore hardback book. A fold-out Spore poster. And the premium 100-page galactic handbook for Spore. So it's quite a nice package if you... Is that appealing to you? Not unless you're going to buy it For $20? Extra? No. I mean, I, I wouldn't watch a National Geographic channel How to Build a Better Being. No game is appealing to me for even $60, because I think it's hog shit. But, you know, if I want it bad enough, I guess I'll now, not buy groceries for a couple days. I assume you will buy Spore yourself. Very, uh, unless someone wants to buy it for me as a gift. Uh, someone who loves me very, very much. Your mother? <laughs> 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 is that my limited choices of people who love me yeah. very much? Mom, mom, I need this game called Spore. Phone her up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's out on the 7th of September, which is, what, two weeks? This is the day before my mother's birthday, in fact. Well, there so, you go. <laughs> she can buy it you for her birthday. <laughs> two days before my niece's birthday. Perfect. So, there you go. Spore's coming soon. Um, I'm excited. The other thing I purchased this week on Blu-ray disc, Oliver Stone's The Doors. <laughs> now, this is a Not only did you purchase it. 
You watched it. I watched it. I purchased and watched. Now this is monumental for me because Region One DVD, USA DVD, The Doors. It came out a long time ago. I bought it immediately when it first came out. It's non-anamorphic, so if you don't know what that means, it actually means it looks like shit <laughs> on a widescreen television because it's not. It's widescreen. But there's borders round all four sides instead of it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yep. So what you have to do... I know do, what these terms mean. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Anamorphic widescreen, how it works is there's a border around all four sides and the, it works in a box in the middle. Now, what you would have to do is zoom your television to see it full and that actually makes it look worse. So an anamorph- anamorphic version uses all the lines and it will look good. Anyway, Blu-ray version... You don't have to worry about anamorphic anymore because Blu-ray will always be high definition, 1080p. It looked sound amazing. It's the best I've seen it, and I've seen this movie a lot of times. <laughs> so I, I sometimes think, what a movie like this that you're so familiar with. Natural Born Killers is the same. I, I watched that the other week on Blu-ray too. It's the best I've seen it. It really is even better than I remember it in the theaters. You know. Do we have Fifth Element on uh, Blu-ray? Yeah, I bought that too. Like to see that. You haven't given a movie recommendation, by the way, before we wrap up. Oh, it's probably The Doors on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with Rambo. It's not a Rambo. It doesn't. But you could say, let's, <laughs> let's, there is a bit of a link. Oliver Stone was inspired by the, the first time he ever heard The Doors. I, I learned this this week from his audio commentary on The Doors. The first time he heard the doors he was in a helicopter in Vietnam on his second tour of duty and years later when the opportunity came up to make a movie about the doors that inspired him Rambo right. was in Vietnam it all John links John Rambo together. is that his name? John? John J. Rambo it all links together mm, a few degrees of separation <laughs> there but fair enough so go. that's your recommendation for the week. Doors on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Don't get the DVD. There's a lot of extras on the Blu-ray too, which are interesting. There's like an hour-long documentary about um, the place in Paris where he where he's buried and like people's perspectives, and also the band's perspectives. It's is- also a good link because we're talking about the innocence of youth and your 11, 12 year old boy coming of age with these different movies like. Stand by me and whatnot, and then you're talking about a guy who pretty much drugs and drinks and lives himself to death. <laughs> As a, so, at some point, he was a young, innocent eleven-year-old boy who might have watched some deviant movie, and that shot him in the wrong direction. <laughs> I'll probably listen to some. Deviant and then he made music. you some excellent music. Anyway, I um, I love the Doors. The actual, you know, I've actually been to Jim Morrison's grave in Paris. Uh, small um, trivia, Ascoli trivia there. And, yeah, I really like them. Did you lick it? I did not lick it, but I did sit very close to it. Did you get a boner? I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's trivia. I didn't even know. Yeah. Uh, So, that's my... uh, Okay, moving on to me. That's my spiel. Sid Talk, what do you have to say? uh, You know, we have, in the last month or so, we watched all the Mummy movies. The new Frasier versions. And in one of the extras, it showed a clip from the original Mummy movie with Boris Karloff, you know, from nineteen like 1932. And I said I would like to see that. So, luckily, at work, I have this very lovely young lady who collects, like, black and white horror and old movies. And she brought me the set of 
I think they had eight of them on there. I didn't get to watch them all, but I watched the first three. So the original Mummy, the Mummy's Hand, and the Mummy's Tomb, I believe they were. And uh, the first one's... I mean, you have to get your mind there. Just, just stop. I have... You know when I just... My recommendation for the movie of the week. Yours was two. I've got two. And I've got to say it before you... Okay. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Hmm. With Clint Eastwood and Jeff Bridges. It's a must-see. And if you want to see it for free... Oh, you don't have to rent this one or anything. Go to hulu.com. H-U-L-U.com. Make yourself an account... It's in their movie section. You can watch it on your computer for free in, in DVD quality. Thank it's you. probably also at archive.org, which is another site that I was going to mention. Well, actually. this one probably isn't. You don't reckon? No, because it's, it's still on DVD. Movies. No, you can buy this one on DVD. It had some of those too, so. Oh. Okay, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. And you should see it. You've not seen it. And I don't shame believe on, so. Shame on you. <laughs> okay, shame continue. On me. Okay, th- well, thanks. I forgot what I was talking about. Uh... <laughs> What was I talking about? The mummy. original mummy. Yeah, the original mummy. The mummy from the original. I really enjoyed it. I mean, you have to really appreciate the movies from the 30s to be able to get your head there. Um, then the next two I watched, it was kind of creepy because they, it was just obvious cash cow. Oh, the mummy movie was really popular, so let's make a couple more where we bring this guy with his dragging leg and he's covered in stuff and he's going to kill all the people who desecrated the original tomb, but... I'm just saying, it is a fun set of movies to go back and look at, and I'm I, then I'm gonna go on and look like at the old Frankenstein, Dracula, werewolf stuff like that because I, I love them. You also should watch some of the Hammer Horror um, mm. stuff because and Vincent Price is he in those? Yes, lots, like the Pit lots, and the Pendulum and stuff and like Cushy. that. Um, Mrs. Trousseau's Wax Museum, something like that. And there's the one where he... Pit and the Pendulum was good. I've seen that one. Where he gets, like, revenge on all the doctors who he claims killed his wife. Doctor Fibes. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a Where good he one puts too. all the, like, curses on different people. Yeah, I, like I need it. to watch those again, that's too. That's Peter Cushing, right? So those are my, uh, my recommendation for try something not necessarily new. Very but, old. But the Mummy ones, it's interesting to watch because the storyline is the same, oh. essentially, as the new Mummy movies. Can we also uh, say that we took advantage of the... When we reviewed mm. The Mummy and The Mummy 2 a few weeks ago, we took advantage of the free tickets to go and see The Mummy 3. We went to see The Mummy 3. You thought more highly of it than me. I, personally, am going to give my opinion on it. I didn't like it. I like the Chinese element. I really do. And I love... I... What's his name? Jet Li. I love that whole storyline of it. I don't like the new lady. I like the lady who plays her. But okay, I don't yeah. like the Rachel Weisz has Rachel been replaced. Weiss. She's yeah. been replaced by Pippi Longstocking or whatever she's called. What's she called? <laughs> I don't know her name. I don't know. But I mean, okay. I enjoyed it. If it had been a completely separate thing. And I, I do love the Chinese... The myth of that, and then go into the mountain, and I didn't like the sea giant stuff. Can I, we talked about this can already. I, no, we haven't talked about it. We, for, we, we forgot last week. Can I just say that I didn't enjoy it? <laughs> at all. I'm, in fact, I, I, re- I didn't like the first mummy, if you remember, and the second mummy the first time I saw them, but I liked them better on Blu-ray. This movie, I don't think Blu-ray would make me like oh, it. Oh, I agree. Totally. I just didn't like it. There was yetis. For some reason. Really bad CGI yet. There was... Yeah, there was... Oh, man. I just... No, it's not for me. I didn't even like Jet Li, to be honest. Oh, I did. It was just... The mummy's over for me. 
It's over. Go back and watch the original ones. Seriously, it's fun. It yeah. is fun, and it's fun to see how they're made and how they're I'm link. sure that's better than The Mummy 3, the original Mummy. Uh, it was. Because, to me, The Mummy 3, what it is... Cash Cow? I, I think I said it to <laughs> you. <laughs> it's full of everything you'd expect. This action, this CG, there's... Adventure. But it all feels like they're just going through the motions. It's like, let's have a car chase, let's have a big battle, let's have a... And it's, like, boring. And because it's ten years later, let's have a little family drama. It's boring. Yeah, their son as well. Their son I like the son. Yeah, but their son seemed about two years younger than they did. Oh, I disagree. So, there was a lot of things for me. You maybe weren't paying attention. I was paying attention, and I'm glad... I wish I wasn't... You fidgeted a lot, you wiggled a lot, you leaned up a lot. That's When you lean up and put one hand on the seat in front of you, even for like 10 no, seconds... No, I never did that. Yes, you did. You no. did. You wiggled, you leaned up. Well, I was in down. the cinema. It soaks in the cinema. Yeah, but you never do that when you're engrossed. That meant to me... The, movie was, poor for, the movie was poor for me. Um, I wouldn't recommend anybody, really, to pay to see it, to be honest. The other two, they are what they are. Then... I, like I said, I I kind of like the first one and the second one, but this one it doesn't. I I would have. It doesn't fit. Yeah. No, it doesn't fit just because they removed Rachel Weisz first, and that just bugged me. I would rather they say in the opening that she died at some adventure, yeah, that exactly. she was off on some other. But adventure. she might be back for four. That's the problem. Um, yeah. I was just thinking then that the whole. I was telling you how awkward that whole opening scene is, where they're like. Yes. And that the acting and it's just. I was watching it and I was like. Really? <laughs> I know what you're trying to say in this scene, but really. This is just bad, like, it's just bad. You felt insulted. Yeah, so Mummy 3, that's enough talking about the Mummy 3. We're going to close this week's show with... Uh, websites. Oh, no. websites. Um, so we've got sidtalk.com, ascully.com. I'll just whip through this. Okay. We have Facebooks. We have podcasts. You're listening to one of our podcasts <laughs> now after the show, episode 31. And you can grab this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, RSS feed on our page, or you can go to ascully.com and click on the podcast link at the top and listen to any of our podcasts. You can also go to our written review, which appears on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And that contains a link to this podcast now. It does, well. but it's Everyone. not the same content as what. No, we're but yeah, about. I mean, what I mean is, while you're reading, you can actually listen to this because it's on the same page. Um, anyway, if you go to ascully.com and you click anywhere where it says podcast, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to listen to this stuff, or just subscribe and uh, yeah. make us happy campers. Uh, you can email feedback to ascully.com, sidtalk at sidtalk.com, and I just want to say, stay classy, Sylvester Stallone. Because these youngsters are making better movies than you nowadays. (laughs) And I'm going to say, think for yourself. Make movies for yourself. Do things for yourself. Don't be a robot. I am a robot. (laughs) 